0: So today on Relationship Smart Women, I am interviewing the beautiful Mackenzie Eason and Mackenzie is a fellow relationship coach um, and I'm tempted to say hashtag relationship nerd here. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, LC. So yeah, but we're going to talk a little bit about breakups today, but Mackenzie, I'd love you to maybe share where you're based and the sort of work that you do. Um, in the yeah world. thanks Welcome. for
1: having me it just feels like such a delight <laughs> yeah like <laughs> relationship nerd yes I love talking about this it's so so good um and thank you for having me this feels oh yeah, such a really pleasure. yummy mm-hmm. yeah like really I was saying earlier
0: I've been following you on Instagram for so long it's like so how is this and how's the snow and how you know like, right it's just, <laughs> know.
1: It's So how nice are to your actually kids to you. yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. it's so sweet. Yeah, it feels yeah. really good. And uh, so I am chatting today from Asheville, North Carolina in the US, and recently relocated back in this area after living in Hawaii for about the last five years. And um, that's been its own powerful, beautiful journey. Mm. But um, yeah, we can we can share more about that. But yeah, um, That's where I'm coming from. And like you said, I'm a love and relationship coach. And what I specialize in is helping women navigate the breakup space and mend heartbreak and really use that as a powerful catalyst for big healing, for rebirth, um, reclaiming your power, healing old patterns, um, building up your relationship skills. Um, there's just so much happens once we're cracked open, right? Even through the intensity and the pain, it's such a powerful entry point. And there's a lot of goodness there, especially when we get support around it. So that with a lot of self-love work, that's kind of, that's my jam.
0: That's oh, where I like to hang out. It's delicious work. I mean, it's, it's intense work. People are really, you know, what's, well, they're broken open. They can be really down. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot to navigate, but like you say, it's so rich, that space. So I can't wait to dive into that. Can't wait to (laughs) dive into that. Super rich. Yeah. And and you come from, you come to this place with some experience of your own, like a couple of significant breakups. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Yes yeah I'm, so, I'm wondering how they've informed the work that you do and obviously a yeah, lot I'm imagining
1: yeah yeah I love this question so I mean there's there's two really significant one one breakup that really catalyzed me just like really on my path and really believing in this work and then a more recent one that uh also deepened in my work and very opposite end of the spectrum but Getting back to the earlier one, uh, many, many years ago, uh, I was really into spirituality and a lot of like new age community stuff and yoga and meditation and all this stuff is really beautiful. Um, and I was also I've always been really drawn to family systems and intimate relationships and used to work as a doula and done body work, just like a lot of different pieces with that, but always really drawn to supporting women and connection relationships. But those two things were a little bit um, separate
0: <laughs> in my own life, so to speak. And so, so the kind of work you were drawn to and then your own explorations, are you saying, Was sort of yeah, separate? So yeah, so there was
1: a disconnect for myself at Go. a certain point where I was doing yeah. a lot of spiritual stuff and drawn to family systems and studying it. Yeah. But yet in my own life, I was in, you know, some toxic relationships and not quite, I was bypassing a lot basically in terms of my own relationships. And what really came to a head for me is I was in a relationship with someone who is, uh, and I don't use this word lightly, but like a true narcissist and was also very charming spiritually and had all the language and all the sparkle. And um, that relationship was very intense and emotionally abusive and going through that breakup was a huge like awakening for me and it brought me to my knees and really helped me uh re i mean and it happened at a time where i had just moved to a new place like there were so many reasons why it was a very intense scenario but i was able to really face it and meet it
0: Mm -hmm. um so yes. can I just ask how old you were and how long the relationship went for? and stuff like that? Yeah.
1: So that relationship was, um, about two years. Mm-hmm. And at that time it was like the, the, the start of well the the breakup was kind of the start of my like Saturn return. I don't know if you study astrology stuff, but it was like around 26, yep.
0: um,
1: 27. Mm-hmm.
0: And,
1: um, so yeah, so that that was the timing of it and it just moved to a new place. And um oh, that that is really so intense. So oh, intense.
0: So intense. And oh, so
1: intense. And I had no, just moved. I know. There's so many, so many levels. It's intense. And I had, I mean, I had just moved, uh, I had just moved to Maui in a new place, was in between jobs, had already known this ending was coming, but had its own process to work out and so lots of different pieces. Um and really
0: can I I just Mm -hmm. ask because I am I'm wondering if maybe the listeners are wondering. Um how do you like I come across narcissists in my work more often than I would like to. But but from your experience, what are the signs that you're with a narcissist? So there's there's lots of
1: different signs, and I'll I'll say like my specialty specialty isn't identifying narcissists, but Absolutely. just my okay. own personal yeah. experience with this person. who's have done a lot of uh, in-depth look at it, and his his mom is actually a, a like self-identified narcissist, and has worked with that. And I so I know that can be one of the things that also can create an offspring and with a similar, um, personality disorder. And so the basics for me is there for him, it was, uh, very, very self-involved, a lack of empathy, very, very manipulative, uh, to, to a point where, uh, his, his capacity to really take ownership and responsibility. It was like a mirror that would bounce off. Um, And a lot of gaslighting, meaning like positioning himself to where I was uh, questioning my own perspective and experience. And and in my experience with him, it was a lot of, I got hooked in that dynamic often because he was so intelligent with a lot of his spiritual lingo and the content of healing that and I at the time part of my journey is I was really giving my like spiritual authority away to, like outsourcing outsourcing my power a lot <laughs> all over the place but especially to anyone who seemed to have uh like no more than me in a spiritual way
0: there's a sort of high, spiritual hierarchy
1: yeah. And I really wanted to be what I call like a spiritual good girl. I really mm. wanted to do my work. I really am very empathic and I really wanted to look at myself. And so uh, because I hadn't really cultivated a deeper sense of trust in myself and my own authority and my own knowingness and perfectly matched with someone who's a master manipulator and I think it, very it's
0: very good at it, that. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. But I do think it is, what what am I trying to say a common hole you can fall down when you're on a spiritual path because Mm -hmm. on a spiritual path you are so ready to look at your own shit and take responsibility and when someone is going you're the problem constantly I'm fine Uh, okay you're like, oh, shit, well, I just have to be more accepting. I just have to not have a problem with all this, and then we'll be fine. And and exactly. narcissists are often very dismissive. Like, there is no problem. We're fine. Exactly. Because they can't, they can't see problems, right? Because they just that would can't. Make yeah, it just
1: bounces off. Their yeah. world would
0: collapse.
1: Like, that would die if there was a problem. Yeah. Like, there's – yeah, like, mm. that's – they've built so much at this core, core level of sense mm-hmm. of safety, and it's it's very crystallized. It's very yes. – um, formed. And I think that's what is the big difference between someone who really has fully narcissistic qualities versus someone who just says like, Oh, I don't want to look at that or that's squirmy. Yeah. Um, and, and for me it was, it was, uh, yeah, an interesting space. And, and so that was the that kept me engaged was wanting to keep taking, taking it on so much that I was taking on all of his stuff and, and even use that idea of like a twin flame. Oh, we're just, we have a soul connection and we're twin flames. And that's just what these relationships are like. They're just, these are our triggers and they're coming up. But like reality was, this was like a very emotionally abusive, toxic relationship, you know? Oh. Um, So that was, you know, coming to that Um, was really powerful for me. And then the breakup that ensued uh, really required me to set boundaries in a way that um, very, very intense. And in terms of details, because I know this, it can be helpful, it's like our our separation started as uh, like a mutual thing. Just like, okay, yes, this is very clear. Um, I had moved into my own space, I'm moving onward. And then a couple of weeks later, he was like, okay, well, cool. We were just taking a break. We're getting back together now. And I'm like, Ooh, what? what? Like it blew my mind. But it was that, you know, his way of framing and this is what's happening. And so the moment that I really stepped into my power and was like, no, this, this isn't what's happening in that way where he couldn't, uh, you know, manipulate or control me and get the outcome he wanted, then comes like the wrath of fury, you know, yes. yeah. a lot of intensity. And so it really required me to, yeah, use my boundaries muscles and stay firm in that. And um, so that was a really powerful journey and intense and started off with those intentions of like, okay, this is a mutual thing and it being pretty intense. Um, but that so. Exp-
0: mm-hmm. So what you were saying is that you were able to actually be with all of that intensity, you in know, in a way, like with yourself, in a way that was you were able to sort of mind that richness in some sense, yes. right? And, yeah. and and I think yeah. that's a huge thing. Like not all of us are able to do that, and obviously the, it's a spectrum, and you'll have your moments and. For and sure. it's 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 not a straight line; it's a spiral or whatever. But right. But yeah, it's it's pretty impressive, I reckon, at a, mm. in your twenties to be able to mind that for you know to to actually turn around your calling and stuff like that. It's, it's, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. It was it was huge in so many ways, and and I think it it took. I mean, support is a big thing. That was a big moment of like, okay, it's time for me to get support around these people. Pa- things and and look at my part of the puzzle but in a new way that wasn't taking on his stuff very clearly delineating but then also really showing up and having support and sober eyes and doing the relational
0: work so do you mean paid support like getting a therapist at slash coach? Time, or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah that time I had a support person and like community too but um I'm such an advocate obviously it's my passion and and what I've studied and and do in my work so of course I'm passionate about it but just in my own journey that was a pivot point for me to to have someone whose sole role in my life was to support me and and that's it it's like oh it's like pivot point (laughs) of my life um so yeah that that was a big part of it and it took a lot of courage and and I had a lot of seeds of emotional mastery and communication and some pieces that really helped that I had cultivated but this really f- like fortified me into embodying all those things in a much deeper way yeah okay, okay so all fears that. and unknowns and self-love just like all those pieces it really just like
0: oh. <laughs> brought me in
1: the fire of it
0: yeah it's like before it was theory you were kind of exploring it all and now it's like what I have to actually embody this integrate it learn exactly like that's what they're talking about
1: right Mm -hmm. yeah Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah yeah so that that breakup was a big catalyst for me and 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 did help me like continue on my path of um yeah, deepening and from that place after my own journey and coming out the other side of that, studying relationships more and becoming a coach and weaving all the things I like. I said I had studied in different ways, but now embodied and kept deepening in. Um, mm-hmm. And in terms of relationship journey, um, after that um, was in the most beautiful, healthy, healing relationship. Um, and I I imagine imagine
0: you entered that in a whole different way,
1: much different, much, much different way. And, um, it's, it's really powerful, you know, what happens when we claim these parts of ourselves, or I say often like after a breakup or we're cracked open, it's like, there's this opportunity to like gather what spills out and really (laughs) gather old parts of ourselves and touch in things that needed a lot of care and love you know, that we're already in there that we can access. And and mm-hmm. it's an opportunity to, to learn new relationship skills and embody your wholeness in a whole new way that all those things together really do create a whole new platform to interrelating and have healthy love. Yeah. And um, I've seen that when with uh, my clients. I just had a client that finished working with me and went through a breakup and then not soon after actually started relating to someone in this whole new way. That's just like healthy and healing. And it's such a Testament to when you really show up in this way, it can translate into mm. yeah, just a whole different way of relating and experiencing yourself. And
0: Yeah. And so you had, yeah. uh, so this relationship came to an end and it was just a completely different experience for you then.
1: Massively. Yeah, yeah. And it was. So how, um,
0: can, how can breakups look, you know, when yeah. they're conscious and loving? Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and that's what I've experienced recently. And actually before a colleague just got off the phone with my ex and we've really transitioned into just really exquisite beautiful like soul ally deep friend love transitioned in a new form thing that is really beautiful and required you know both of us to show up and be willing to grieve and but be you know I think the the big thing for both of us is that we're both really devoted to truth and love and and also our own you know, being responsible for our own journeys and, you know, have our own support systems. But I think the fact that we are both devoted to that um, helped guide us forward. And yeah, we we did a lot of work of finding our alignment and moving forward. And where okay, yeah, there is a gap here, and we've done so much work, and it's it's getting very clear. This is, this is my truth and it's there. And for my path and my life, and this is his, and that's the true, true truth. And so from that place getting so clear, it was like, okay, it's, it's not aligned alignment. That's not to continue in this way, but how can we realign our relationship so that the love can still flow between us, you know, but it's going to be in a different form. But it's like, I see it kind of like pipes, you know, like pipelines and it's like, well, how it's getting a little jumbled. So how can we like reconfigure so that it's, yeah, Yeah. like a new form. I like that. There's more I can share about, you know, what we did and, um, Mm. but it's very, very possible. It's been very love filled and it's taken a lot of presence and devotion, um, and a lot of different things, but it's very possible.
0: Yeah. I've, I've had a few moments in sessions with my clients just this week, you know, where we've had to sort of define the difference between love and, you know, I love this person Mm. is not necessarily and we should be together. You know, it's different to what what you're talking about there, like truth and alignment and love. Like you can love someone and, and not you know put yourself through that or it's just not working or it's not meant you know meant to be yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and and the wild
1: thing is that sometimes when we get so attached and try to force that uh that partnership romantic form that if it's not aligned and it, you know like you and I aren't speaking just like oh you had a fight and it's uncomfortable you know it's like that core core mm-hmm. like wow this is yeah this is does not feel aligned like if you keep forcing it it does start to diminish your expression of care and connection for each other to the point yeah. where it it tarnishes and but if you can and it's freaking hard to release and grieve and all of that but if you can then there's a new alignment where you can actually preserve your you know kind feelings and love and care for that person
0: you know i i I keep thinking of the word respect right it's like if i deeply respect my own truth you know the alignment i have with my myself with a capital s you know and and that would I would naturally want to be respecting that of my partners as well right and Mm. it's 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 about respect and um I had a point it's kind of just disappeared on me (laughs) but yeah I know how that goes (laughs) It was a really good point. So listeners, just imagine the most amazing intellectual point right there. Mind-blowing, um, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was mind-blowing. Okay, so I'm going to ask you now to share with us what you see as the biggest challenges for people or places to get stuck when they're in the throes of a breakup. Hmm. Mm, kind of feels relevant. Question. It feels relevant right now when we're talking yeah. about, but I love them and I want to try and keep, Pushing and making this work.
1: Yeah. Well, the first one that comes to mind related to that is the to how will I phrase it? It's, it's kind of like I think what gets a lot of people in a relationship longer than is healthy or, you mm-hmm. know, where it's not indicated or to fully release and break up is the fear of loss and not quite trusting your resiliency to, to feel deeply and get through that on the other side. And so I think because, and it's such a human common thing to feel scared yeah. of loss and your life shifting around and the unknown. But I think once we can start to acknowledge that fear and lean into you know how to support ourselves through that and also lean into our resiliency, and then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's scary, but I, I, I know I'll be okay. I know yeah. ultimately, even with loss, even with big feelings, I know I'll be okay. Yeah. So I, 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 I find that fear is a big a big fear. thing for a lot of people.
0: And, and it's kind of conjoined twins with the fear of, which is what you're saying, the unknown of, but will be, there be anyone else for me, which starts yes. then exposing... Some self-worth stuff some self-esteem stuff
1: exactly
0: exactly and that um
1: yeah that can be crippling and in and, and like that and also opens up our ideas of yeah love of our unworthiness of love how much love there is in the world what's possible i mean like so many things connected to that and i think going back to the respect thing and like I think so often, and I think this is especially common in women. We so easily, subtle in subtle and big ways, abandon ourselves in our truths or our needs or desires in order to not have to face that fear. Totally,
0: it's a such a big one. It's huge. Yeah, and I often come back to the question to my clients: Is that a good reason to stay? I love that. Is it? And they're kind of like, oh, school. So, oh. <laughs> it's a reason. <laughs> totally. Oh. Yeah,
1: so that's that's a big one I find
0: yeah. often
1: where yeah. people get stuck in the breakup process or that decision to really go through it. Um, I mean, I think connected to that is getting hung up on I work with my clients a lot on how to, to process anger and grief and whatever emotions are there in a really embodied way that's, that has traction. That doesn't go into a lot of women or a lot of people can go into just like collapse, where they collapse in or they go into massive avoidance or they like fill the void, you know, very quickly. And it's a lot to interface and really be present with those emotions and most people aren't taught or modeled that's quite the Shut opposite yeah it's quite the opposite shove down
0: shove it down but also I'm just thinking and this is because they're doing it alone as well right they're not yeah. imagining okay I'm gonna go get someone like Mackenzie to help right. me through this right I mean it's they're always yeah. through
1: yeah. So wow. that, and, and like isolating and collapsing is, can be a, a really common thing.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so, so that's big. And then I think closure and boundaries, those are some things that I really help yeah. women with. Um, yeah. And, and closure is an interesting thing. And I think I've, in my experience, I've had such a, you know, quite the pendulum of experience where, Closure can mean very different things. And you, the big thing that I I was just talking to a client about this is that like you, no matter your intentions, you can't control how the other person is going to respond in the closure process. And it's actually, it's a Mm -hmm. relational process still. Mm -hmm. So your ex might have a lot come up for Mm -hmm. them. Where they can't show up in a really kind way, or they just, in their own healthy reason, need boundaries and can't be available to process.
0: Or they self destruct.
1: Or they self destruct and get really gnarly at you, Mm. or whatever. Like, there's, you can't control that part of it. So, and that can be hard for, like, that's a piece that a lot of people that blocks them from getting closure is they're waiting for that other person to give them the type of closure that they wanted. And it's beautiful to have a certain type of closure, but at a certain point, you know, there is, okay, I actually need to grieve that I'm not gonna get the closure I wanted. And there's Mm. a different process when it can't be a dialogue. Um, And and there's other pieces that can go into closure. Like some people get really caught in the hope and the fantasy. Yeah. I mean, there's so many pieces with the closure, but it's
0: a big one. It's a big one. And what you were saying just before about not, not being responsible for your ex's response, reactivity response. I feel like for women, it's so hard to know that we've upset someone. Like, it, this is there's something about the patriarchy, right, that sets us up. To be the, I mean, and and I think, the the feminine essence, right? The, yeah. Our feminine nature is to nurture, and totally. that's that's tough.
1: Yeah, that's that's really hard, and yeah, to feel, and that can be especially if if the relationship you were in already had a dynamic where and this is a common thing for women or the feminine too, is, is to like caretake. And if the relationship already had an element of kind of taking on your partner's process a little bit or feeling a little responsible for their emotions or knowing that even, you know, you were kind of, yeah, in that caretaking role uh, that for sure could be, you know, not super healthy or have its own codependent threads. But if that was already there and then enter the breakup where you know they're upset and having a lot come up. It can yeah. just feel like oh, like a punch to the guts. But that's oh, yeah. also an entry point into, oof, yeah, good healing. But it's freaking uncomfortable. It is. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, 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 so oh. uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. My love mm-hmm. um, yeah. Okay, I would love um, to ask you. <laughs> To shift this right what is it that helps people get through what are those anchor points that help help us move from that wow discomfort to new life new beginnings Mm -hmm. new self
1: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i love this question so there's an so kind of in broad strokes, the the process that I have gone through myself and that I help my clients through is it's kind of in three big chunks and there's lots of different elements in all of those that we can yeah. speak into also, but kind of in the like the broad strokes, it's like this first phase is what I call release and regulate. So it's all around that closure, really releasing letting go all of that and then also regulating in terms of you know relationships we're humans and we're so even if it was a really beautiful relationship we're at some level you got used to what i call you know like co-regulating or you, through touch and having that person there and so when that ends and that person isn't there for that anymore it's quite a process to come into a way mm-hmm. of regulating yourself or coping with yourself. And especially if that is a new skill for you, if you've always been plugged into the other person to, to help you process or feel grounded yeah. and safe, right? And, and we're designed to do that with others. But if we haven't built the foundation of how to do that within ourselves,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's quite a reckoning
0: <laughs> in that process. It's just, it's so interesting you, you say that because this is one of the first foundations I try and build with my couple therapy, you know, Mm. it's like regulation without that. How can we have communication that flows? How can we have any of the other stuff? Like it's, it's foundational within the relationship, but I love that you're saying it's also within that breakup process, you know, of course. Big time. Yeah. So that, that's a big part
1: of it is making that adjustment Um, and also like being with the emotions that are there and getting you to a space that's yeah. in a regulated grounded space, uh, building that capacity and within that meeting, whatever's coming up and maybe, you know, so often when we're, you know, we're, our hearts are cracked open out spills really old stuff that. You know, like the grief of your grandmother is suddenly really right. online or like, oh, it's really, you know, maybe the circumstance of the breakup is really bringing up an old wound and now it's here and it's the context of the breakup and, you know, decades before. And so that's a big part of what I call like the, yeah. the regulate phase too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like release and regulate is a a big, big part. And for some people that takes a a while or it's so personal. Yeah. 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 It's it's very personal, but that's a big part of it. And then the next phase is what I call, uh, respond and reclaim. So, Oh,
0: I love that.
1: Yeah. So the respond part is all around, you know, communicating. If there are any communications with your ex, responding to life and what's, invitation is boundaries those are all a part there um, and then reclaim is is a big part of what i've spoken into of like gathering parts of yourself long abandoned or reclaiming your power where you've given your authority way or or just you know something that is yours to be responsible for that you know you let your partner do for you emotionally or, or whatever so it's about like reclaiming is a lot of gathering all these different parts to yourself that were you know for very whatever reason neglected or abandoned or you know just not tended to yeah um, or given away you know yeah and I, I I
0: um I like that sort of taking responsibility part I think that's so important because it actually while it can feel hard for people because they're like ah. <sighs> is that blame? It's not blame, right? It's, oh, I ignored that red flag. And, and actually, that's empowering, because I know that I can navigate differently next time. I am not just a victim. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And I I think Mm -hmm. that I'm glad you're speaking to that, because I was, this is also a conversation I had today with a client around you know, there's such stigma around like breakups and then being a failure and I'm a failure. I was or, thinking hmm. that as
0: well. And the shame yeah. of that, right? Hmm.
1: Yeah. And so we were really unpacking that and, uh, really holding, you know, for her, it was someone that was very clear. It was not an aligned person to, wasn't going to be able to give her the type of relationship she truly wanted. And so that was clear. Um, but, uh, with that, it was like, okay, so holding it as like, okay, this relationship in and of itself and the breakup process, like is this powerful healing catalyst and growth and lessons, all of it, like it is a vehicle for, for healing, even though it didn't turn out the way you wanted it does require you to show up for it and get really curious and see what was there. Like you said, like, Oh, that was a red flag. So if we hold relationships in that way, it, there's just, yeah. Like, Ooh, there's, it's so rich. So rich. So rich. Yeah. 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 Um, where, where oh so and then so that's respond and reclaim. That's yeah. kind of a middle broad stroke. And then the the third main anchor phase I would call is revive and um rise. hey that yeah all my words
0: I'm noticing. Love that. Yes. <laughs> I know the articulation
1: of it came to me in a, in a bath (laughs) and I was like, Oh, I need to write this down. Um, because it is, it, it can be such a nuanced process and, and there's so many things involved, but this revive and rise is a lot Mm. around like reconnected connection with self self love, rebuilding, self-trust, confidence, Mm. um, and it's kind of where all the work you've done in those first two phases, it's like, it's like I see that as, you know, relationship or breakup is a death of sorts. And, and just kind of like there's a death and then there's like compost, you know? And, and then that's really yummy stuff to grow out of. And so this final phase is a lot around like re-nourishing and sovereignty and, and freedom and, and re-emerging with a with the whole new way of mm, wholeness and self connection and and self love in a way that um you know that's that's such a big pillar for me in my work so that's threaded throughout but this is kind of the phase where it's the self love is is a big i hold it as like it's um self-love isn't just something that shows up for us when we're like feeling cute,
0: you know, (laughs) or it's It's not just a green smoothie and a yoga. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not just like
1: a facial. Yeah. (laughs)
0: So it's, it's really the part that, that
1: shows up in the hard moments in the parts that we think are the ugliest and and most unworthy of love. And so that's present throughout, but then this final phase of the revive and rise is where you're starting to like, taste the honey of that a little bit Mm -hmm. and and really tune into like, okay, what's this next phase of my life and who am I becoming? And what am, in this phase too is like, what am I available for in relationships moving forward? What did I, what did I learn from that one? What are those? Yeah. Oh, now Um, I know what that red flag is, you know, and and go from there. It's
0: delicious. It's so nice to, you know, like it's hard work, but to end on such a delicious face like Mm. so worthy so worth it
1: yeah and it's so funny this is the part that um you know it's obviously so possible but I think a lot of us forget that can be what's on the other side of a breakup Mm -hmm. so in the in the forefront it's just like you know loss and challenge and hardship and and that especially if there's that sense of failure right and And even after a lot of people are like, oh, okay, what gives me hope is maybe the next relationship that's better, which is a great thing to aspire to, yes. Mm -hmm. But I think we forget there's also a middle ground where it's like, and you're feeling like yummy in yourself and, you know, this whole different flavor of your relationship with yourself Uh that is a really delicious uh, thing at the yeah, it's, it's, it's a byproduct it's, of the process that's there too, not just the, mm. the gold medal of a new relationship,
0: you know? Well, it, it's its own gold medal of a new relationship, exactly. isn't it? It's, exactly. it's, it's, it feels good to be alive in your body, in your being, when you have all that, and a relationship becomes a bonus, right? Exactly. Not, exactly. not the crutch, Exactly. I love how beautifully you articulate that all as well thank you mm. so much for running us through um yeah. so I I love kind of how um I can relate to the work you do but our specializations are kind of different because I'm kind of yeah I suppose you know and that's about my experience as well so mine's more about like if, if it's going to be pointed towards an an area it's those long-term couples who are feeling really flat, really resentful, really cranky, Mm. really disconnected, and they want to at least give their energy to trying to get that back, Yeah, Uh, you know, then they might be starting to ask the should I stay or should I go question, and then it might turn out, no, you shouldn't stay. You've tried Mm. all of this, and you're still not getting – you know, you're very clear in who you are and what you're doing and your side of things and your responsibility and you're still not receiving what you need. And so there's the breakup, right? So, but I sort of start in a different zone. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm wondering, do you have clients who are asking that question? Should I stay or should I go? And, mm. and how do you help them get clear? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. It's like the the big question. It's such a big question. I can ask it's the
0: biggest all the time.
1: (laughs) It's it's so big. And and I do. I work with some clients um, who start working with me while they're navigating that. I would say a lot of the women that clients I start working with have that sense that it's indicated, but are having a lot come up around really moving forward with that. But Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not as clear. And so I work with them a lot around, okay, what are the things here that would need to shift? And so I would say that's really the first place is getting really, really clear on, you know, what's mine, what's not, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: what are these core core things that aren't working yeah. Um, and, and I phrase it often, like, so often it can come down to like, where, where do I, where am I not feeling met in this relationship? And where are these gaps and getting just really, really clear on that. So that can yeah. be its own process. Yeah. Um, the next thing I work with clients on is from that place is around like communication. So, mm-hmm. so often it's such a fascinating thing to me that like so many people will have that insight, but like, I'll be like, well, do they
0: know? Like, do they know? <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> or how have you asked for that? Oh, I just tell him he's just failing <laughs> miserably. Criticize. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> how does so, that work for you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So there's, there's a big component around like working on communication and what that looks like and how to articulate that and also create the space where the other person doesn't feel criticized or attacked and they feel safe to to share their truth too, or what's really honest for them, you know, and, and just do again, you can't control how they show up in it, but like doing your best to create a really conducive environment, safe environment to have those really honest conversations. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and articulate it in a really clear, loving way. Um, and so there's a lot around that. And then from that place, it's like around, you know, depending on how that conversation goes, they might be like, nah, I'm not interested in working on my communication and I can't, and I'm not interested in working on that. And I can't meet you there. Or if they're like, no, I don't want to have kids and I, that's that's not changing and that's what it is. So then uh, that can be uh, like very definitive, but if it's not, then it's, if there's some room to work with and it's like give it a hundred percent and do whatever you can do in the relationship do to see if you can have have those gaps close. Um and again you can't control your partner, but you know, like having the couples therapist, you're doing sessions, just giving it you what's yours, you give it your all. And if you've communicated that it's essential for the relationship that they have similar willingness and devotion then it's like okay let's let's freaking do this and see mm-hmm. if anything changes and, and be with that and the timing of that is different for each couple but at a certain point they're like the results come in you know of like is this oh, changing? That are,
0: that's right yeah.
1: yeah yeah like are the actions changing is is this shifting is that possible and I'm just such a big advocate of couples therapists and getting support on that. Um, but if not, it's not, you know, I've had clients who have have come to that conclusion on their own and, and their partner can't meet them after a consistent amount of time and they've been super clear and they've tried, tried, tried and where it starts to get to a really detrimental place yeah. where it just, very, yeah. I mean, and obviously if there's abuse happening or anything like that, that's yeah. a non-negotiable, but if you start to feel that point of like, this is massively destabilizing. It really harms me to stay in this. We're bringing each other down. We're re-traumatizing each other, even with support and clarity and help. Yeah. Um, or some big ba- breach of trust or boundaries. Like those are, can be, you know, some, some guiding points. Yeah. The big question. Yeah.
0: It is a big, question. not a simple formula, but it's so personal. And, you know, yeah. a lot like, there's no like, well, if this has happened, then you must leave. Like, it's just not like that. Right. It's so so much more nuanced. And so
1: nuanced. And there is space for, yeah, like repair and healing and all of that. There's so much space for it, but we've got
0: to get support around it. I also think sometimes they're just not meant to be right. Like it's like sometimes people are staying and I'm like, why, why? Yeah if they have kids I'm like okay I get it but yeah totally often often there's not that and yeah I'm like oh okay all right okay um so my last question to you Mackenzie is Mm -hmm. the gifts of breakup Mm. what are the gifts of breakup
1: there's lots Yeah. yeah And I feel like we've kind of like sprinkled. You've, t- you've sprinkled, we've totally already
0: spoken to this. as Yeah, well. you really but have, there's,
1: yeah. but yeah, there's. Um, I mean, I think. I mean, obviously The big one. One of the big ones is if, especially if you're paying attention and showing up and using it as a learning experience, you just learn so much about yourself in relationship and even how you show up in the breakup. Like that's a huge thing is like the breakup is a relational process. So it's like, Mm -hmm. what's come up for me in this? Mm -hmm. Where has it been really hard for me to keep a boundary? Or where do I get squirmy and caretake? You know, it's just like, there's, there's a lot of yummy insight in that. And then obviously reflecting on the relationship. Those are huge things. And it's, it's such a time to, I mean, I mean, it, and other pieces of like where you're cracked open and and what spills out and this window where you are really open to life in yourself and you're a lot of ways your guard is down and you have access to a lot of the the heart tendrils the heart the things in the heart that um, are more exposed that you can access that maybe have wanted <sighs> your care and attention for a really mm-hmm. long time so. Mm-hmm. That is one of the biggest gifts. Um, And I think with all of that combined, it's such a beautiful opportunity to for it to be about you and really forge that relationship with yourself and, you know, really cultivate a loving space for yourself and foundations that, like we said, are essential for any relationship moving forward, but it's yeah. a really powerful time and, and can be super yummy and flourishing friendships, you know, that haven't had as much care and attention for a while. And, mm. and and especially if the relationship you're exiting you know, had some, tum- you know, was tumultuous for a bit or a bit of a roller coaster ride, there can be such a reprieve of like, st- like even if there's a lot of moving parts at first, like if you're moving out or whatever, but soon after it's like, oh, there's a sense of stability and like, and uh, centers autonomy can come autonomy mm-hmm. and sovereignty. And like, there's just, yeah,
0: there's a lot of
1: goodness there.
0: Yeah, even um, even amidst simultaneous with pain, like yes, both you know, can be there. Yeah, yeah, they can live side by side. Yeah, yeah, and I actually feel like our heart is not judging our emotions; like it's just actually wanting our presence. And so, yes. even being with our grief can actually be a really beautiful experience like it's not yes. a one-sided like I feel like our, our minds want to just label it as negative it's yeah. a negative emotion it's going yeah. to suck and it, yeah bad it, it's yeah. gonna be hard. like it's not easy it's intense it's strong it's it hurts but it yes. also has this whole other side to it that's delicious yeah. because you are connecting with your truth and yourself yes. in a really honest way yeah. yeah and I mm-hmm. really
1: felt that uh, personally like really touched into that over the last year where I was really feeling like wow this when I really let myself experience the grief it's also it's like uh, it's it's kind of like it's threaded with love it's, yes. like, it's a very yeah. similar thing so as yeah. I feel it I also am simultaneously feeling the the love I have for that person or just love in general. And it's because that's what grief is, right? Yeah. I have love here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you, you, you get to both can be present and I I agree. Mm -hmm. I think grief, yeah, it's intense and can be painful, but Mm -hmm. it also does open you to love in a certain way that Mm. isn't, isn't. It's really good. This is really, this yeah, just really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not oh, easy. Mackenzie, it's I feel like always. I
0: could just continue chatting for hours with you. Same. Um, but um, I'll, I will let you go because it's evening in in your world over there, mm. and um. Let you go and have your evening but it has been such a pleasure talking to you and I just think the work you you are doing in the world and um, with your clients and with your courses and with your Instagram is such a gift. And I just, I'm so, so thrilled that we've connected and that you're doing that work for women and and, and others you know, who need it. So thank you so much. Thank you. Oh,
1: yeah. That really <laughs> impacted me. Thank
0: you. Yeah, it's <sighs> such a joy to connect. Yeah, the yes, so, is mutual. So, yeah. Hey there. I am just popping in here because I got so carried away and enjoyed my chat with Mackenzie so much that I completely forgot to give her a chance to let you guys know where you can catch her. So I'm going to do that now. You can catch her on Instagram at honey in the heart. That's at underscore honey in the heart underscore. And you can also catch her on her website, www.kenzieeason.com. That's K-E-N-Z-I-E-E-A-S-O-N dot com. Go check her out. Insta is a fabulous place to, to just keep in touch with relationship wisdoms.